Hey everybody, welcome to episode six of the Business Line podcast. Already hard to believe it's already been six different folks we've got to talk to. So today we've got a really great show uh, in line for you guys. We've got Rahul Aurora, who is an entrepreneur with over 17,000 LinkedIn followers. He's backed by over six different venture capitalist investors. He's currently making tech hired stupidly easy. And we're going to find out how that is because I tell you what, we hire techs often. And is not stupidly easy. is stupidly difficult. Um, so let's 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 learn a little bit about Rahul. So he's the founder and CEO of Interview. This is an on-demand tech interview uh, company that can interview and filter candidates in 30 minutes or less. In some cases, he's got over 200 customers and multiple million dollars in revenue. Uh, Interview. What it does is it allows organizations to save engineering bandwidth from within their company engineering interviewing bandwidth by taking up candidate evaluations. Companies give their tech interviews to them and then the engineers doing the interviews from known companies like what what we're called the Fangs, uh, what it, Facebook, Amazon, um, Netflix, Google. Google. Um, so these are engineers that work for these companies that become the interviewers. Um, of your candidates. So they interview them in a, in a special platform and then they share the recommendations about the candidates, filter them for you and get them back to you. This can turn a process of interviewing from a 30-day process, multiple interviews to find the right person that you want to offer job down to maybe f- less than five days. That doesn't even seem possible. Like how can you, how can you find the right person for like a software engineering or a tech engineer or technician or support technician how can you find the right person in five days we've never been able to do that um he's a serial entrepreneur he's raised money like i said before from six different venture capitalists uh for this business uh which he's named interview and i think he got started with this as he was still an employee at a company back in 2020 so it hasn't been around that long and this kind of growth this quick is pretty and amazing yeah he's serving like more than 50 companies now yep he's a tech veteran he's a keynote speaker and the most important thing about it, he doesn't have a plan B and he doesn't believe in plan B. Yeah, all or nothing. Burn the ships, baby. All right, cool. Well, should we bring him in? Should we get this party started? Absolutely. All right. Hey, Rahul, welcome to the Business Line Podcast, buddy. Nice to have you. All right, everybody. We've got Rahul here. Thank you so much for joining the the Business Line Podcast. Rahul, how are you doing today, bud? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Good, good. So, um, let's just get started right away. Tell us a little bit about your story. You know, uh, how'd you get started? Uh, what, what, uh, kind of take us from the beginning. I'll keep it short. Uh, been an engineer for about nine years prior to this, took a lot of tech interviews myself, uh, more than 3000 of them realized that it's a real problem. Interview fatigue is real. Created a platform. Uh, I, me and my co-founder, we, we joined hands. We built a platform to efficiently take interviews. Very soon after selling to 50 customers, we realized that no one wants to take interviews itself. And we rather created a marketplace of interviewers around that platform and told companies that we will take all your interview rounds and interviewers now will be paid for that. So long story short, here we are serving more than 200 plus customers. And it's a big, big need in the market where companies can now give us their interviews. We get those interviews done from engineers from other companies which are sitting at an equivalent sort of an engineering bar. And that's what enables them to accelerate their hiring and also, you know, do justice to the interview fatigue that was there. And interviewers on the other side get to make money out of it. 
Yeah, so I remember reading a little bit about your guys' process and how you're taking the, the lengthy interview process that sometimes takes weeks, if not a month or so, and boiling that down to a really you know quick turnaround, five days or less or something like that. Tell us, tell us a yeah. little bit about how you've accomplished that. Yeah, so we, we basically saw that you know any tech company, and even you know I've been an engineering manager prior to this, so hired a team of 200 plus engineers myself. To close one single position, it takes on an average 30 to 45 days. The reason is simple because you get a lot of applicants. Your interviewers will say, I'm not available this week. I'll be take, taking that interview next week. You might lose out on certain candidates. You might have to do the sourcing again. Candidates might go to another company, you know, and of course you struggle with offer to join ratio and so many other things, right? So at the same time, what we tell the companies is, hey, if you have hundred applicants, we'll interview all of those hundred in a single day because we have more than 5,000 interviewers to take these interview rounds. And this these interview rounds can happen on Saturday, Sunday, odd hours, post 8 p.m., 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. as well, which means you're, you don't, even if your you know team is sitting back at home relaxing, our interviewers are doing the job and taking the interview for you. So now imagine you submitting 100 candidates on a Friday and getting all the results on a Monday morning and then you know finally putting the candidate through a hiring manager round and giving them an offer letter. So as opposed to waiting for a 30 to 45 day period and not losing out on that talent, you're able to close out on that position in just four to five days. So yeah, that's that's long story short. Okay. Okay. Manny, what do you so, think? Yeah. Is it only like for engineers for all, for like all the positions a company? Well, as have? a CEO, I really think that you should build something for someone before you build everything for everyone. So we started off with engineering. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think this model can be easily extrapolated. And now that I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of uh, companies who are using us, us for tech roles, also want wants to use us for non-tech roles. Uh, where uh, they might be, you know, hiring financial analysts, marketing people, salespeople, and a lot of these companies where use cases are that they want to build a marketing team from scratch, but they don't have any marketer to interview. Uh, they they want to build a, a, you know, let's say a finance team from scratch. They don't have any finance guy to take an interview, and that is where you know non-tech roles would also come in handy. Okay, so the, about these interviewers, how do you rope them in, and what are their qualifications before you decide that you know they can be an interviewer? There are five categories of these interviewers. Uh, one is IT services, product-based enterprises, your Adobe, Dell, Samsung sort of companies. Startups, we all know what startups are. Hypergrowth companies like, uh, you know, Uber, Walmarts, Uber and Walmarts of the world. And then FANG, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. We reach out to all these five categories of companies. We reach out to senior engineers, ask them to become an engineer. You know, this is very rare that we reach out ourselves. We get a lot of inbound because engineers on, uh, on our platform, they make more money than what they make from their day job. So we get a lot of inbound people who apply with us. They basically claim to be good with certain things. They have to fill a form. Let's say I'll give you an example. Let's say a front-end engineer signs up. They will say I'm good with JavaScript and react. They'll fill a form. They'll, they'll tell us all the technologies. We'll pair them with an already vetted engineer who's there on our platform, who will vet this new engineer. Once the vetted, vetted, vetting is complete and obviously they have to cross a certain rating level, they are approved as a new interviewer. And that is how we, you know, we, we get them at any given point in time, you know, every single day we receive about 20 to 30 applicants of interviewers to become an interviewer with us. So these interviewers are not your employees. They are independent contractors who are working for you on all as needed basis whenever they are required. They, yeah, they work with us as freelancers, uh, but mm -hmm. they have their day job. They might be working at Google, Microsoft or a Flipkart or a Amazon. But they work mm -hmm. with us as a freelancer. So these interviews like are from all around the globe or you know some particular country? We started it from India, obviously, you know, being closer to home. But even in the US, we have interviewers. We have interviewers from North America. We have interviewers from Singapore, Australia. And we have interviewers from uh, Canada as well now. 
Yeah, fascinating. I mean, so you are catering to a global market, right? Companies from all 100%. over the globe are here. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And your model is total remote. All your interviewers are. One hundred percent. They are they are, they are freelancers. They sign up with us. They create a profile. We validate that profile. We vet them, and after they are vetted, they their their job is simple. They have to. We have our own coding environment on which they have to come and take the interview. The interview is fully structured. They have to fill the feedback. Let's say it takes one one and a half hour to take an interview round. After one and a half hour, while they end the interview, their account is credited with a particular sum that we agreed upon, which we basically send them as a push notification. So it's a imagine like an Uber driver app. They have an interviewer app. They accept the interview there. Once the interview gets over, their account is credited with money, and they can withdraw that money instantly. Mm. Oh, absolutely! Wow, fascinating. Okay. So, really cool. how did you come up, come up this idea? You know, like this problem has been there for ages. Yeah, it's all. I'm yeah, I'm super interested in that. Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, I was an engineering manager for good two and a half years. I used to go every Saturday to the office because you know our company was scaling up. the r&d team uh, here in india and i used to go to uh, uh, you know to, to the office on every saturday take a lot of interviews and i i used to wonder why am i not getting paid for it and then i started talking to a lot of my friends who had the same uh, you know condition where they were taking a lot of interviews you know uh, even post office hours or accommodate the interview within their work and they were still expected to deliver that sprint on time and i used to think that why are these people not Uh, not getting paid and interestingly uh, you know we got a few individuals uh, got them to take about 80 interviews we paid them for that and they were like that was a eureka moment they were they, they they were really like that this is something that we want to get paid for and we instantly had a lot of interviewers applied applying with us uh, where they knew that they are getting paid for now take finally taking those interview rounds and i i really think there's this gap within organizations where interview fatigue is real but these interviewers are not getting paid and these are real engineers so and sometimes engineers also do not have uh, you know the bandwidth to take an interview so we are trying to you know somehow create a balance between bandwidth and at the same time paying these interviewers who who are who are taking out the time to take an interview round which also helps us accelerate hiring i also think there is a very uh, very strong reason the second reason why we started this i really think with generative ai and all of these uh, things coming into picture uh you know we are moving into a world where a uh, lot of candidates can go to chat gpt or a similar generative ai sort of a tool put in a prompt and say hey this is a jd can you make me a perfect resume and uh, a resume will come out the recruiter on the other side who's going to do that hiring will do a keyword search and the resume will get shortlisted completely fake resume and i think this problem is uh, going to increase more than ever now and i really think the world needs to have first of all a way to you know quickly accelerate hiring and at the same time a way to pay the interviewers but secondly i think the world also needs a vetted pool of candidates imagine uh, and this is this is what i tell everybody that i meet imagine imagine there is a global vetted pool across the world and every company is hiring through that vetted pool and now resumes are out of the picture there is a real interview round that has been done there is a report of the candidate and these are all vetted people so you you can literally you know you you have a certain level of uh you know trust on that report because the report holds that credibility so these uh, in uh, candidates that the companies are looking for the success that you are getting is like for remote employees or in office employees we do all sorts of uh, you know hiring requirements it doesn't matter to us really but some of the use cases that i have come across remote hiring permanent hiring in office hiring contract to hire uh, very good for contractual roles uh all of these use cases you know interview fits in fits into it as far as it's a tech interview round uh secondly um you know uh, most of the people 
uh, who who have a high velocity of firing or are building teams from scratch or they don't want to disturb their engineering ecosystem or the bandwidth that engineers are you know putting in uh, to create the product they they come to us uh, uh, to us for us to take the interview rounds so it's regardless of what sort of hiring they're doing more dependent on what's the velocity of hiring and uh, whether they want to disturb their engineering ecosystem or not so was it like easy to sell your idea to you know vcs i would say to vcs it was easy because we had a lot of learnings from the market first hand you know uh, when we when we went into the market but to customers it was very very difficult when i remember when i went to went to our first customer i had a lot of pushback this was a huge company uh, called upstocks from india uh, which is also you know robin hood of india basically uh, equivalent to robin hood uh, what robin hood is doing in us i went to that company i told them that you have to outsource the interview and they they were completely like are you are you crazy why would we do that why would we give it to you because our interview processes are baby and this is a company which is known for their engineering bar yeah and then i told them that we'll do justice we'll get fang interviewers for you and they will take the interview exactly as per your engineering bar and they will uh, you know take your hiring criteria into picture and it will be a fully transparent process also resume less it's a bias free way of interviewing somehow we i got their buy in we got we did 80 80 interviews for them it turned out to be a success so yeah more difficult to convince it was initially more difficult to convince the customers but eventually market went into that direction completely it was easier to convince the vcs because uh for them we are creating a marketplace where we are actually trying to fulfill a need that didn't exist earlier that existed earlier but no one fulfilled it uh for them also you know numbers spoke a lot so uh, i i mean yeah that that that's where we are if you had some wins then it's easier to convince them that it's going to work so besides convincing the customers your first couple closes on on new business what were the what were the biggest challenges to getting this off the ground originally well lots of lots of challenges uh, i mean uh, initially we were we were super scared that if candidate actually turns out to be good the interviewer on the other other side is a senior engineer might end up poaching the candidate that was a number of number one problem that we had second level second level of problem was if something happens and we 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 wanted it to be a fully transparent process even if you are giving the interview to us we wanted to share a report a video recording of the entire round so that it can be audited by the organization so we we were super uh, the, the issue in our head was that what if something goes wrong in the interview round we lose our entire credibility first of all we are pitching this crazy idea and then if something goes wrong because humans are talking to humans so something can go wrong definitely so that was another thing uh, that was there in our mind there were plenty of other things you know proper reporting on the dashboard etc etc which we had to build over a period of time and then thirdly we wanted to go resume less so we kept thinking how do we go resume less because ideal way is that interviewer holds a resume in, in their hand and starts talking about the resume itself the introduction and the projects itself now how do we go resume less from there because if we don't go resume less there'll be a certain bias attached to it because we never wanted uh let's say an amazon engineer to note that this person that they are interviewing is from google yeah. that bias will kick in we would never yeah. wanted to do that so how do we go resume less was another challenge so we have to introduce a lot of layers uh slowly and steadily over a period of 6 months but eventually we got there so i mean we have to overcome all these challenges for sure when your resume list or interviewers kind of focusing more on the skill set and giving examples as opposed to say i see you have 6 months of experience here you know at amazon as a senior systems engineer and so on and so forth tell me about that instead of doing that there so that's a very good question so what what they basically do is we thought what should replace the resume so if interviewers have a set of instructions uh in the form of good to haves and must haves which is there in every particular jd 
they are aligned with the interview process and then we basically tell them certain metadata about the interview round they they know the candidate experience they don't know the name of the candidate they know the candidate experience they know what is the engineering bar like so engineering bar is the category of the company that they are interviewing they don't know the company name but they know the company category so they they can align themselves according to that they know the difficulty level of the round they know the round rubrics rubrics is a thing that we introduce to mitigate the resume rubric is a set of good to have and must haves but detailed down at a technical level i'll give you an example there let's say i'm uh, you know handling uh, a javascript interview round i have to tell this company whether this candidate is a fit for a javascript round a javascript role or not now rather than telling the company that the candidate is good or bad in javascript we go six levels down or six six sub skills uh, we rate the candidate on six sub skills within javascript we tell them whether the candidate is good with asynchronous programming fundamentals of javascript or you know knowledge of the browser sorry for throwing these jargons out no, but that's, that's okay. how it is for every for every skill we basically gauge sub skills and that is where we tell the we are able to tell the company that this is where the candidate is sitting which which you know which kind of you know over a period of time uh, told us that resume is not needed at all because this is what is getting validated in every round and typically it also you know resonated with all the interview processes that companies are following because if you see any typical back end or front end hiring that happens in any company the company follows a design round there might be an a high level design or an a low level design round followed by a hands on coding round this hands on coding round might involve you know talking about previous projects etc but they also want to ask a question up front it's not like they will just take the candidate in basis theoretical knowledge so we thought why not you know mitigate all of that previous experience and let the candidate ex- express themselves in terms of mm-hmm. good to have and must haves and that really worked out for us mm-hmm. so at our company we haven't really broken down into the the software engineering game but you know as we scale what we're starting to see is you know we're starting to interview and bring in more IT support technicians uh skilled network technicians and things like that so that's really Joe's forte so that can be a struggle finding you know it's not necessarily always hard to find someone with a good skill set technically um cuz that can be trained relatively easy a struggle is maybe the people skill side of things the soft skills the art of network administration talking to other people and finding out what the problem was and solving it do you guys get into that as well 100% uh, we don't get into cultural fitment so there is a thin line between cultural fitment and personality traits we do personality traits okay, there are good. and we call these soft skills or process knowledge a lot of these engineers might be an it support or a you know network engineer or might be a mainstream engineer in any company they they have to have that logical reasoning problem solving ability and communication or articulation sort of skills that's a must have especially for companies you know which are client facing where a, a one engineer has to also face the client and talk to the client at the same time so that that's a primary thing so we enable uh, companies to take interviews on these soft skills by pairing them with engineers who are well versed with those soft skills second is some of the companies you know come to us and tell us uh, can you interview engineers on uh, knowledge of processes or knowledge of tools for example uh, engineers use a lot of support tools or jira atla- uh, tools provided by atlassian right and they they want whether they have scrum knowledge or agile process knowledge or waterfall process knowledge or not so they can tick mark all of these things on a platform it's literally like a template they can tick mark that and we literally pair them with an engineer who has that knowledge and we have pre-vetted them so that all is tested along with the interview round uh, as a skill as well okay So once you basically you know vet out all these candidates and present them in front of the companies these companies do they further like interview them or they just select Oh so uh, that's a, that's a great question and uh, I I'll give you a real answer what is happening today but I also will give you a answer basis my vision what should happen so real thing that that's happened today is company uses as a very uh, accurate filtering layer which means they give us 
I would say 70% of the companies give us their first round of interview, uh, where we are able to filter out 90% of the candidates for them and they are able to save out on that bandwidth. Remaining 30% also gives us the second round. Typically in an any tech company, three technical rounds happen. Some of the, on an average, I'm not saying this is a, this is a, you know, hard coded rule for every company, but typically in companies that follow only two technical rounds, the third round is a, is a, is a hiring manager round or the hiring manager round is followed by the third technical round. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, we, we basically, uh, take uh, first two rounds in majority of the companies and then companies do take a hiring manager round to validate whether this candidate is a cultural fitment according to the uh, you know culture of the company and the hiring hiring manager obviously validates on other skills as well there are some companies who who take the first round with us but then you know obviously take the second and the third round themselves because that is how they craft their process but we leave it up, up, leave it to the companies only there's no there's no fixed framework for it so we we are there for the companies to help them at any point in time how many how many rounds they want to give to us they can do that so basically you might have, you know, different packages. Okay. If you are doing, you know, only one round, you have a different package. If you're doing the everything, you might have a different package, right? Yeah, we, we, we actually made it super simple for the companies. Every engineer who's coming and taking an interview on our platform has an hourly cost. So because they have an hourly cost, every round comes at a cost. So it doesn't matter how many rounds you're giving to us. Every round is one credit. So we just sell credits. You sell credits. Okay, so you're only charging for the you know, hourly. You're not charging, you know, like once the person is selected and placed in the company, you are not charging any other fees? Oh, not at all. Uh, we don't want to get into that success fee model because we are a filtering layer. So we, we don't even charge hourly. We just say one interview credit because interview can get over in 25 minutes depending if the candidate is, yeah. you know, really poor. Or let's say the candidate is good. Interviews which are designated ideally for one hour can get spilled over to an hour 20 minutes or 30 minutes as well sometimes. So we just say one interview is one interview credit until it's ended and all the rubrics are well tested and we don't charge for any success fee. Interesting. Okay, so, so you suppose, you know, like you are interviewing maybe like 100 candidates for a particular position for a particular company. Now these 100 candidates, as you said, you know, like some candidates are like really poor. The interview gets over like maybe like 5, 10 or 20 minutes. So even yeah. for that you charge those the, those 100% because there's an interviewer who's time. coming in and taking an interview paid, and yeah. at, the, at, the, at the same time uh, I am saving the bandwidth of the company because let's say a company is interviewing 100 candidates would have rolled out 5 offer letters my pitch to them is hey I'm, I'm going to take those 100 interviews in a day and tell you who are the 8 best candidates you'll still end up uh, uh, you know rolling out 5 offer letters but you don't have to interview the 92 I'll do that heavy lifting so now they are able to save all that early cost of the engineers who are who are earlier going to invest time Secondly, there's another catch and this is a big one. A lot many times when in these engineers take the interview round, they don't have a lot of time to fill in the feedback. When they don't fill the feedback objectively, there's no feedback loop that goes back to the recruiter telling them why these bunch of batch of candidates got rejected. And now the, recru the recruiter who's sourcing the candidate at the other end has no feedback loop. Hence sourcing remains the same. In our case, because everything is an objective skill, we are able to tell at the end of the day to back to their team that 90% of their candidates got rejected because they were bad at Docker. All 90% of the candidates got rejected because their fundamentals of Unix and Linux or bash programming was were weak. There, the recruiter has a feedback loop and our, our reports are a bare, bare minimum three to four page long, which means the recruiters can, you know, go through that report very objectively. They can see, oh, the candidate lagged here. And that is why we need to, you know, maybe phone screen the candidates better, which cannot ha uh, happen in a real company until and unless, you know, proper focus is put on and make creating an interview process, which will, you know, further defeat the purpose and end up and it will just waste more bandwidth of the engineers. So again, I'll take the same example. So these hundred candidates that I was talking about. So these hundred candidates are given to you by the company. 
yeah. right? And then you interview them. Oh, okay. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. No, I. Oh, that's great. I like this. This is like, and here's what I like about it. You know what I hate about the interview process with us, like any company deals with, is okay, I'm going to get on Indeed or I'm going to get on ZipRecruiter and I'm I'm going to put the profile out there and then people are going to respond. And, and that's all done a lot by kind of machine AI too. They're trying to match up people who they think are going to fit with me. And a lot, a third of the time is, is not a fit. So it's a waste of my time scanning those, right? And then I'm, pl- I'm thumbs up, I'm thumbs down, I'm maybe whatever. And so you spend all this time, even if it's an HR manager, spending all this time vetting through that. And then you got to start the interviewing, right? And then how many people, Manny, when we're interviewing for, for let's say a new RCM seat on our team, how many people are we interviewing if we're going to hire a, a new professional coder? Now, and this, and this uh, Raul for coding, we're talking about medical coding, not necessarily, not software coding, but coding for medical revenue cycle management. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot, you know, like the HR department. Hundreds, right? Yeah, hundreds. You know, like yeah, we receive, you know, like hundreds of resumes. And then, you know, it's a task, you know, like to connect with, you know, call them, connect with them, you know, maybe trying to find a ideal time for both of us, you know, to interview those people. So, yeah. And then you bring them back to me and say, okay, how's their communication? Because they're going to be client facing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything. I mean, sometimes it takes to get one person, it takes two to three months. Yeah. And for that, you have to interview like hundreds of people. Yep. And then you might get them. And then they they show yeah. up the first day and they get scared and they don't come back. Yeah, they don't come. So what's your policy regarding that? So once you uh, select candidates, you know, interview them, select them and give your, uh, okay, yeah, these are the candidates that, you know, you might. So do you give any kind of guarantees after that? You know, like, okay, if that guy leaves that company within a week or two weeks time or within. So if, I'm again saying put, put us as a filtering layer. Yeah, and okay. every, every question will be answered instantly. We are just a filtering layer for you. Just a filter. So I, I just, I, I'm just there to save your bandwidth so that you don't have to interview so many candidates. I am not responsible as a company. I'm not responsible for that candidate's performance in your company. It might be dependent on external factors. I've just yeah. taken an interview round, and yeah. I'm more, more of a facilitator for you because I'm opening this marketplace of interviewers for you, and I am. You know, the guarantee that I am giving you is that I'll make that interview happen in the next one hour if the candidate is available or whenever the candidate is available. That's my guarantee to you. And I can interview a batch of 500 candidates in the next two to three hours, given all candidates are available because the interviewers are so many that I can pair pair them, the, pair the candidates with. That's my only guarantee. After the filtering layer, it's all the onus lies on the company itself because I've already saved them the... The, the, yeah. the, the heavy lifting. You've laser focused on a need and you're sticking to it, which is absolutely smart, right? It's very smart. Um, so here's a question. So it sounds like you've done a really good job of building process into the communication and um, uh, with the with the interviewers, right? Um, yeah. How about with the clients? Is that processed through an app as well? Can I, if I was a client, can I jump on, you know, on, on the app and say, okay, I need... Uh, I've got, let's see, I've got two, it's showing I have 200 interview credits. I need to use 150 interview credits on this position. For you, uh, you know, for, a, for, for, a, for an employer, it's super easy because there is a catalog of profiles that is mm. there on your dashboard on our web or the desktop app. You just okay. have to click a dashboard. You will be shown six templates or you can create your fresh template, which, which is a com- template is nothing but a combination of must have and good to have, which is there in your JD. So you just select the template, put any number of candidates to it and just simply click on request button. Your interviewer will be paired within 38 minutes. You will get live updates. It's like ordering food from uh, uh, or a food delivery app. 
So it's just like that. So even if you upload 500 candidates, for you, it'll be a progress bar and it'll keep showing you that interview is paired, interview is paired. And then it'll show you real progress that interview is happening now and interview done. Here's the report download and here's the video recording. Okay. So suppose, uh, you know, like, okay, I still I didn't get this. So we give you a pool of 100 candidates. Now it will be your responsibility to set up time with them for interviews. Both the options are available. Both the options okay. are available. And you know, I'll, I'll also tell you what we, we tell these customers, uh, both options are available. You can punch in candidate availability. If you have already talked to the candidate, good, uh, good for us because we just send a confirmation and an IVR call confirming that, Hey, this is your availability or interview is going to happen at this time and easy. It's super easy because now we just have to send a push notification to multiple interviewers available at that point in time and satisfying our other pairing logic. That's when the interviewer interview is paired. If you don't want to fill the availability, good there as well. Just punch in the candidate. But here's what we advise the companies to do. We tell the companies that tell them that interview.io is your interviewing partner so that the candidate is not alienated by the fact that some strange company is calling them to take an interview round with them. That also develops a bridge between the candidate and us, which is good, which is good for your candidate experience as well. Uh, ultimately, uh, we, we advise the companies this and that is where, you know, the chances of uh, the candidate not being a no-show, uh, the chances of candidate being a no-show reduces drastically because they know we are a legit partner with you guys and we can interview uh, your your candidate so if you are not giving us the candidate availability at least develop develop that bridge and you can place a request our, our, our whatsapp message and ivr call will go to the candidate they can punch in their availability themselves if they don't respond in certain certain period of time someone from our our ops team only will call the candidate manually get their availability and again the whole process will start from there so what i really love about this is absolute love about this is you know, like maybe you have 100 candidates you set up a time, say like six to seven o'clock, and all those hundred can get candidates done. can be done There's in no one hour. That, yeah, yeah. Right. You'll exactly. get the results in one hour. That's true, and we have done it so many times. Yeah, and I'm so I'm understanding this. I think better now. Like you're not doing the recruiting, you're not getting the candidates, but the candidates are given to you. You're laser focused on the filter, and whatever whoever makes it through the filter, you hand off to the whether it's back internally to the company or whatever, right? So it's that one slice, but that one slice can be so difficult which is the time consuming interview process and wow okay so can we switch gears here a little bit i want to learn a little bit more because i like to dig in so rahul how long ago did you have that idea when you were coming in on saturdays and doing this type of interview work and not getting paid how long ago was that this was back in uh the year 2020 okay 2020 uh so yeah. covert time so, before covert or after covert came around uh this was uh, before covert but it's funny now we should it's like now it's bc is not you know before christ it's before COVID, right yeah, so anyway yeah. <laughs> like uh anyway so right before COVID happened you boom light goes off above your head and you got this idea sick and tired and not getting paid for doing this extra work so what's it like for you and your and it like manny's from india joe's from india i get it manny's got a company in india uh but share with our 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 viewers, what it's like being an employee in India, having an idea, and then telling everybody bye, and I'm just going to go do this thing. Was that scary? <laughs> were you nervous? Did people say you were crazy? Um, did people say that you're, there's no way you're never going to do it, man? Forget about it. What, tell me about that. That's what I want to hear about. I mean, that's super interesting, and it's an interesting story. I would like to uh, you know share, share it with yeah. you guys. 
So when we had that idea, I and my co-founder created the whole product. There was a live coding environment to take interviews, and that environment really aided the interviewers to take interview faster because it had all components of an interview coming together. So were you still an employee with a company at that time when you were doing yeah. this? Okay, so yes. you hadn't quit yet. Yeah, hadn't quit yet. We created the we created the MVP while we were working. Now the interesting thing happened. Safe. Yeah, <laughs> we, we wanted to at least create the product before we go out, and I had four four paying customers before we decided to quit. But yeah, I mean, we created that particular piece of product. And interestingly, a person comes up to my room. The, this person is a part of my team. I don't, I don't know how they found the tool. They said, "Hey, Rahul, I've taken this interview. Can you review it?" And this was our tool that we developed. <laughs> and then I was like, "Hey, how do you know about it?" He said, "I found it on Google." And I remember writing this medium article with some some other name on it. And this person found that medium article, took that interview, and he said he loved the tool. And I was like, "Hey, this is a validation. We built the yeah, right tool, and our absolutely. person only is is using it." So that was the first thing. Second thing is when we were quitting. You know, uh, for for me it was easy uh, because uh, you know uh, w- always wanted to be an entrepreneur, always wanted to take that risk. So I had no second thoughts about it. But for my family, uh, they were like, uh, "You are taking a bad decision because you are leaving mm. a high-paying job mm. and getting into a risky world, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And uh, I obviously didn't listen to that. I I asked them to wait, be patient. Results so there was. Coming. There was pressure culturally, like from your family. It's it, it. Was this is this like your family, like wife wife family? Is this like parents family, or is this like everybody My you parents. knew? Your parents. <laughs> My parents. Okay. But, but but they're also supportive. They they were just as scared from a perspective that I am leaving my comfortable yeah. job and you know risking everything for this. Uh, but they were also supportive at the end of the day, ultimately. But I, I really think, you know, from that perspective, uh, just talking about the Indian ecosystem a bit, I think it's changing, and more and more young entrepreneurs are coming out, which I really like about it now. And more and more people are giving, uh, uh, you know, more uh, uh, more uh, encouragement uh, encouragement to these people to, you know, st- start up. I, I I genuinely think that even if you end up being an employee, you should start up sometime because it will make you 10x better. Mm. You just you know, end up seeing so many moving parts, so many variables together that it just will make you 10x better. And uh, I think, so yeah, I mean, that's how it is, but it's changing in India. So in- internally for your company, how many people do you have as employees and part of your team? Right now we are at about 65-ish. About 65-ish. What's the biggest challenge with the team that size for you? Uh, I-, I-, I really think... Uh, you know, zero to one was a different game. One to ten is a different ball game altogether. One to ten is more structured, uh, more has to be more efficient. So the biggest challenge that I see right now is uh, obviously, and that I used to see last year as as well, is hiring the right talent, hiring the right leadership. I think that because you can't do everything single handedly, and at some point in time, leaders have to come in and you know take the plunge and take the company forward and be aligned with your vision. So I, I I think a CEO should always be hiring. So that's one of the biggest challenges: finding finding the right talent and making them stay in the company and aligning them. <laughs> right, that's what we're talking about here. You're good at filtering, but that doesn't always mean they they end up staying, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean for yeah. startups there are always different layers of problems. Oh yeah. So yeah, with us, I remember Manny. It felt like for the longest time we had you know maybe ten to fifteen or twenty people. You know, after we started getting some clients, and all of a sudden it felt like I blinked, and there we are with 200 and some people. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, well, some people, what yeah. happened? And here stateside, obviously, we haven't scaled that much. But stateside, it felt like it was just you and me and then Joe. Initially, yeah. And then we had, you know, some independent contractors who eventually came employees. And the beginning of January, we had four people in this office. And now we have 12 or 13. 12, 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. so it happens fast. 
Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's, 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 it happens fast. It's, it's super important to be aligned with that. I mean, some days as a CEO, I think that oh, I should be sitting in Singapore right now and you know acquiring the market there. Yeah. And then I, then I, then I go back to the paper and say, oh, India has to become flyweight before I do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's just a matter of creating that right leadership, which I think is super important. So Rahul, are you the only company in the world who is doing this? Oh, I have competitors. Uh, 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 but they're not as good as we are. I genuinely mean it. I mean, if if you compare line by line, are they doing it differently? Is that why? They're doing or? it very differently. I, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you. They they never they they never they have never and this is where my problem is. They have never envisioned it as democratizing interviewing. A lot of my competitors uh, have interviewers that either they have hired on their payroll, which I absolutely hate. I don't think. That that's a model that can actually you know blow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think it has to be democratized. In owners has to lie to the interviewers so that they can earn whenever they want. So that you know there is a pull effect from there. Uh, I I think they have not done that aspect of it. Uh, the second aspect is you know in this fast moving world where you know gratification is so important. None of these companies is paying the interviewers instantly. I'm not saying they can't do it. They might end up doing it, but it's also you know maintaining your cash flows, operating revenue in certain way. That even if you are getting that money from an organization after the end of the procurement cycle, you are mm. paying these interviews after the very next second the interview is over, yeah. and that is I think where the pull factor lies, and that is that that is what will bring bring about that change. I also think uh, that you know with with this idea scaling, and I I envision a world where let's say we are doing a million interviews a day single handedly, and if we envision a world like that, how do we control quality and bring in this bring in standardization? I also think a lot of uh, that effort needs to grow into templatizing a lot of these roles at mm-hmm. so many different layers because i can't compare an accenture today with a google because both the they both might be hiring a back end engineer but the bars might be completely different the process might be completely different so how do i bring the templatization to at the same to to make sure accenture is also addressed and google is also addressed at the same time i think that's a that, that's a piece where this whosoever cracks this market has to become product first and you know most of my competitors are not product first wherever i have studied i studied them very closely so i mean i'm not saying they might not change as of today it's not that so rahul tell me something you know like so you have like hundreds and hundreds of interviewers you know on yeah. your panel so who is watching them who is yeah, grading them how do you hold them? them accountable who is making sure the quality yeah so uh initially when we started it was pretty difficult we had to watch every video recording uh, because the interview rounds are happening on our platform only we had the control to you know uh, gauge anything over and above because now we have done so many interview rounds there is a there are there are algorithms that we have built where every interview is transcribed and we are able to pick certain patterns out of it to see you know these following don'ts should not have happened in the interview round and that that is what we are able to gauge easily secondly there are community guidelines so the, this is the second layer after the interview is done there are, there is a pre layer as well before the interview is done the interviewers are given a set of five community guidelines that they can't disobey if they are dis- if they disobey that either depending on what they have disobeyed either their rating drops if their rating drops they don't get interview request which means they lose a chance to earn secondly uh, if they you know do something big let's say they ask personal details of the candidate which is completely prohibited they'll get banned uh so mm. uh, you know they are not allowed to do that at all and because you know in in any marketplace you know on the demand and the supply side there are few people gaining a lot from it and i call it a pyramid uh the people at the top of our pyramid uh i i would say the top 30% which i call call 
you know the core of the pyramid itself uh, are the people which are super serious and that is where the majority of the interviews also go and well that's because that's pareto are, principle right that's like the, yeah. the the highest the highest performers are the lowest number in anything exactly could, right? yeah. I, I i mean yeah so these these people take the community guidelines really really seriously and if there is a bottom of the pyramid we just make sure these are the newer interviewers which are slowly and slowly getting onboarded and our teams make sure they spend more time with them till they get to the upper layer of the pyramid. So that's a simple process that we have made. But mm -hmm. as we learn more and more from the market, we start getting, uh, start implementing more things. I'll, I'll tell you some of these scenarios. Like uh, we, we we take so many interviews every day, we get scenarios where candidates are just sitting in front of a camera and there's somebody else uh, speaking and these candidates are lip syncing. What? It's insane to see that. Uh, get out of here. An and initially when we saw that, uh, you know, we had no mechanism to control it. And those interviews actually happened. The client, the candidate was able to clear that interview round. And we later on saw the recordings and we were shocked. And then we had to implement more features into the product itself. So it's, you know, you learn on the go and you keep revising the wheel, but how, how much ever we have learned so far is already there. So, so with that, the, let's, I want to, I want to ask about that a little bit. So, so I'm, a, I'm an, I'm getting interviewed. I'm just going to lip sync. Someone else is going to be a voice. Now, how is that getting by the interviewer? Is the interviewer in on the game? Yeah, so it's super interesting. So there are com two common traits for any candidate to do that. Firstly, they are either connected to any desk or team viewer like software oh, yeah, so that yeah. the other person can, you know, take control of the screen and start typing in the code. Secondly, they're sitting in the dark and they're sitting far away from the camera so that even if they're lip syncing, you're not able to notice the right syllables if they're speaking the right okay. syllables or yeah. not. So they're just <laughs> moving their lips. So these are the two common traits that we noticed. So we, you know, we engineered our system around it. One is our system catches hold of uh, a third party application. If it's open, any desk is open or a team viewer is open. It will show a pop-up to the interviewer that there's a remote connection active. You might ask the candidate to shut it down. Secondly, if the candidate is sitting in the dark or they're sitting far away from the camera, the interview, it's mandatory for the interviewer to tell them to come in bright light, come in front of the camera. So the, the, for, and, Till the, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, more than eight months now we have done that. We, there has not been a single slippage, uh, mm. where we have not caught this scenario where, mm. and these lip syncing scenarios happen every day. One or two scenarios we catch every day. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Just people that trying to game, cool, yeah. game it. Yeah. Wow. That's really okay. Cool. So yeah, this is interesting. I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing something like this. Yeah. Yeah. People are doing uh, wow. I wonder if that's ever happened. The imagination of the people. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Well, I wonder if people. Try I mean, to do even this if they clear the interview, they ha still have to do the job. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll tell you in remote scenarios, and this is what we have seen with a lot of companies, especially doing contractual jobs. What they do is basically they outsource it to somebody else to do it, and they just uh, make a cut, and then they are they just get a they're cut. also doing dual uh, employment or multiple employment at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I've heard about I mean, that. Smart yeah, I've sneaky. heard about that. Yeah. How do you bypass? Okay, that? so you have created this whole new category of you know like a job, like interviewers. This is a job now, right? And how much you know you know like best interview making? You know like just a ballpark figure. Uh, I mean, Joe also had a question. Joe, I'll get back to your question as well. Yeah. But just to answer your question, um, I, I mean ballpark. I can give you some Indian numbers right now. Uh, average, on an average, uh, you know, an Indian interviewer is able to make around $3,000 a month. That's great. Yeah, that's, th that's, that's how much they money. make. Yeah, uh, and uh, if I were to do the same thing in US, 
and us we are already there in the us with some of the companies but we are not doing very big numbers so that i can tell you that hey now i have a fixed pattern so i can tell you the average but yeah. i can easily tell you that an engineer in the us will earn at least two times more than that and Which all they have to do is just interview people and they are not even busy throughout their 8 hours of the day yeah they all they have to do is take about 5 to 6 interviews a week that and they can accommodate it in odd hours or saturday on sundays as well wow we're in the wrong so coming back day. to your question uh, <laughs> so uh, your question was how are we able to mitigate if these people uh, are you know outsourcing their own yeah we we don't handle that i mean as long as we are able to filter these candidates out mm. we are able to tell these companies hey we caught two <laughs> or three candidates who were lip syncing so here yeah. we saved you yeah and that that's where it is that's that's where it ends for us so your majority of the market is india or like you know it's now your business is expanding globally it's it's expanding globally we have demands from australia and new zealand as well uh we mm-hmm. do have demands from uh, us but you know it 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 also is depend on the larger uh, uh, e- economic uh, slowdown that is there so the demand that was there till last year from the us and we were serving more customers than we are today from the us uh is because of the market slowdown itself but uh, you know we have been penetrating into the market i have customers from uae as well which are hiring so have you ever rahul have you ever considered um marketing and selling the app that you guys developed you mean selling it to some somebody else the actual application and selling that as a service the app itself for them to leverage the app's capabilities and build their own interview network but pay you a, a monthly recurring revenue based on whatever you guys wanted to to calculate we we do have that model and it constitutes about 10% of our overall revenue ah see we think alike great minds think alike you and me rahul see <laughs> manny was probably thinking that too he's like we could sell nope. that hmm <laughs> that's really cool well we're coming up on about uh we've you've been with us all about 45 minutes so let's let's transition into some fun talk so rahul what do you do what's a hobby for you what what do you enjoy when you're not building this amazing business I, i i literally enjoy reading about uh you know companies that have made made it big i enjoy reading about a lot of analytics and problem solving okay. enjoy re- reading about you know where the world is moving honestly I, 3 years back it was not like that but after becoming an entrepreneur it's very important to know all these things i think a lot of things it directly or indirectly affects your business so it it has almost become my hobby now so i either i would be reading news reading analy- a lot of you know macro analytics you know reports get yeah. published by mckenzie or you know ey etc i do read a lot of them and then or read a lot of books yeah anything else to decompress just get rid of your energy sacred cricket not done anything in a while so i can't think about it in <laughs> honestly no i was just I saying you, you know like sacred cricket you know like maybe at least you know, over the weekend you know you you play cricket <laughs> no it's been a while i've taken an off as well uh, i would rather uh, you know if i have if i have to if i have to switch off myself I would watch something silly, uh, comedy or, or... comedy, something super silly, which which is not smart at all. Okay, so well, I can, I, I, can, I can understand that. What's your yeah, what's your fa- what's your favorite movie, Rahul? Oh, maybe favorite show. I, I I don't know honestly. <laughs> My favorite movie. It's been a while, honestly. 
I mean, I might come out as a super boring person. That's okay. <laughs> That's not true. I might not even have ever heard of it if it's not a U.S. made movie. But Annie will know. Joe might know. No, I, 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 I don't have any favorite Hollywood movie. Honestly, I have watched yeah. a lot of Hollywood movies, but I really love Bollywood. Okay. So my favorite movie would be from India only. But okay. I don't remember any any. I don't have any favorites. Favorites. I really like some of the stories that are built a certain way. Like uh, I really like uh, the movie Three Idiots. I like the movie. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I I like that movie Dangal. Uh, it's super inspiring. I I like the movie called uh, Air, uh, which was they were they're on Netflix, I think, or Amazon Prime. I don't remember. It uh, this was is that the Michael Jordan our, story one? Yeah, yeah. Michael really Jordan like one, how, how they came up with the the Nikes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the stats are like super, super amazing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like that movie. I really like Shark Tank US. I really like Shark Tank India as well. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen the movie Small Ball? No. Or Moneyball. It's called not Small Ball. Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball. Yeah. Moneyball is really good too. I've heard of Moneyball. It's in my it's in my list. Maybe I'll watch it someday. You'll probably sure. like it. It's all about it's all about data and analytics for the sport. You know, for the sport of American baseball. It's okay. really cool, really neat story how they how they took they they watched they watched the little numbers not the big numbers that everybody watched like home runs and things like that they watched the little numbers got the inexpensive players and built a team a championship team. Oh, really cool. I, I really love that. There's a there's an equivalent. I, I'm not saying you know similar yeah. sort of thing, but I watched this Indian series uh, which is on Indian Premier League. But uh, they they watch the little numbers, little statistics to improve the players. And I've yeah. read books on it where, uh, you know, how a tennis team was improved by a great coach or how a football team, soccer team was improved by a great coach. And they just worked on that one, one percentage to compound it and ultimately, you know, win the win the cup. So I, well, I really the, like that. That's There's a huge principle behind this and everything in life in general. So if you look at a giant ship, if you look at a huge, whether it's a battleship or maybe a cruise liner, the biggest ships you can think there's a little piece on the back of the rudder called a trim tab okay just a small small and just moving that trim tab to the left or right will compound and can shift the whole ship in a different direction and small yeah. movements and so i say the same thing like when i when i'm coaching people or i'm talking with people or this is what i learned you know in business is is when you're learning small bits of information over time lead to huge result changes and it's not and it's not a straight line in increase it's parabolic so it's these little things they don't look like they're going far and you're going across and you're going across and all of a sudden whoosh you know if you stick with those small things long enough that is so true there's a quote i read in this book where a plane is traveling from san francisco to new york if they tilt even by 2 degrees they'll end up being in greenland yes yeah, yes. they were, you'll never get Over your destination. That so, yep. Yeah, that's how it compounds. So, but see, most people we don't have the patience or the foresight enough to realize these little things that we're doing, like Rahul, like reading, like reading. Like if you just decide to up and quit reading someday and watching these numbers, you're gonna you're gonna stop the progress uh, that you have started building. And you might have to start from ground zero if you do it for if you quit for long enough. But that little bit compounded over time, you get exponential results. That's true. I agree with it. So, very cool. All right. So he likes to read. Um, he do you like to travel or anything like that? Do you got places you oh, yeah, like to I go? I travel or? a lot. What's your I favorite destination? Where do you like to go? Last two years, uh, I might have done about 120 flights. Wow, wow. that's a lot. Yeah, I travel a lot. So it's it's all for work. All Nothing for work, like yeah. a vacation or anything. Okay. Uh, but it's. It's it's all for work, but I travel a lot. It's it's extensive. It's outside of India as well. But where's your happens. favorite place to go when you have to travel for work? Where do you like to go? 
I like Mumbai a lot. Uh, Mumbai. I I really love it because I I get the time to switch off as well because this city has a water body. <laughs> so yeah. I like to switch off, but at the same time there are customers who make you feel good. So <laughs> I, I I love Mumbai. Uh, but apart from Mumbai, I I really think Singapore is a great place. Uh, hmm. uh, you know, technologically advanced. I've 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 been reading about the history of Singapore as well. Uh, how they have you know. completely changed the whole outlook of the country and how they how it is as a country today it's 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 amazing so whenever i go to singapore it's more than anything else it's it's super inspiring uh yeah so where are you located in india where bangalore. is your company look bangalore okay so many where did you go a little while back when you were doing your when you're doing your immigration so was it vietnam in yeah, vietnam where where yeah, were you uh ho chi minh city ho chi minh city so you were there oh, for I like a vietnam. month i love vietnam i i've been to vietnam uh, and i i i didn't like ho chi minh city that much but there's a city called danang mhm mm uh, danang i think it's an amazing place i think it's it's one of the best cities i've been to because that city has everything that city has that city has a sea that city has hills and uh, then that city has an amazing weather i used to think bangalore has the best weather but danang kills it all the way super wide roads you can drive huh. great great weather and that city knows how to party okay <laughs> <laughs> rahul likes the party so now it's coming out so now <laughs> it is coming out so you mentioned you like the 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 water uh, so you, do you like the ocean do you swim do you like to go out in you like to get on a boat what do you like about the water i don't know how to swim you don't, so <laughs> it's got to be an indian thing i don't ever like to necessarily just lump everybody into group but i know a few indians it's an indian thing it's i've yet to meet one that knows how to swim <laughs> no you are right it's it's it might be an indian thing maybe not a lot of people know how to swim uh like I, i tried to get manny Especially to come swimming with me manny do you, i imagine manny joe do you do you know how to swim yeah i know but mo- like it's like north indians they don't know how to swim but if you go to south They don't There are like lots of water bodies in South India, like lakes yeah. and lakes and rivers in South. More, yeah, more lakes yeah. and rivers. I, in I, I really, I really think in in South India it has to do more with the culture, uh, cultural aspect of how the upbringing overall is. I really think uh, you know South India is more structured. North India is more chaotic, and <laughs> I don't know what what. Uh, and I, I I really love my you know little movement from North India. I belong from the North, but I came to the South. And really, mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually loving South India and how people operate here. But but I I, I totally agree with Joe. Hmm. Another thing about South India is you know like it's surrounded by sea. Yeah. Whole of South India, North India, okay, it's hills. You might be away from the, the coast. Yeah. 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 Huh. It's just it's a weird concept because growing up here, almost everybody at some point in their young life gets forced into the water. Like with me, I didn't want to swim. But my mom just put floaties on my arm and threw me in the swimming pool and said, "There you go." And I'm kicking and screaming, and then all of a sudden I'm floating, mm-hmm. and then I was okay. I guess I can swim now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. So we got a little bit out of Raúl. Likes to party. He likes the ocean, but he can't swim. Um, <laughs> he's a reader. Um, I, I watch so, a lot of air, air, air crash in, uh, investigations as well. Air crash investigate. Okay. And Shark Tank, you like obviously, yeah. business guy. Um, do you follow cricket at all? We we get to talking about oh, cricket because yeah, yeah. Manny loves cricket. Yeah, I I do follow cricket a lot, but I I don't watch every match. Yeah. I just just watch the highlights. So you're following. That's you're following. with everyone right now. I mean, even I do that. I cannot spend the whole day, you know, like 
to watch a one day game. Maybe T20, I'll watch the whole match. But Come one on, day, you know, day. Yeah. Yeah. Annie, you're, yeah, it takes you're, a whole day. It's, you're under-exaggerating. You mean the whole week for a match. No, <laughs> that's for a test match. I've been trying to explain <laughs> this guy, you know, like for so many years. There is a difference between a test match and a one-day match and a T20. <laughs> but he always talks about, you know, like, oh, whole week, whole week. It's, it's, it's such a, a, a strange concept for sports from a US, any US sport has a start and a finish. And it's, it's usually two to three hours. You know, you have four quarters, so much time or nine innings, and there's no, not really a time limit behind the innings. But even in professional baseball, they've started to, to make, make it to where you can't take, take so many time between bats or between pitches to make, shorten up the game. You know, I think no, they've just the learned. The difference is you guys get bored very easily. So anything, you know, like it's beyond true. three hours, okay, you'll get bored. We don't get bored, you know, even for five days. Five days. <laughs> it's still interesting for us. <laughs> All right, we're going back to the game. What's today? Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm learning. I'm learning a little bit. These two had me downstairs in our office where we got a bunch of big wide open space with a, with a ball and a bat. Yeah, and they, were, a they bat. were bowling and beaning me with the ball. And <laughs> I was trying to, trying to learn how to bowl. It's fun. I think it, I, sports in general are fun. I love learning new games. So I, I, I've got a I long think, way to go. I think cricket, cricket is to India as how swimming might be, uh, you know, to... <laughs> uh, to to maybe Australia, I don't know. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, but but uh, you know every India is a cricket obsessed nation. Everybody yeah. plays cricket in their free time. At, at least wherever I have seen people would play cricket or watch. Cricket. Yeah. yeah. We'll throw our kids, you know, in the pitch, and you know they learn how to play <laughs> cricket. <laughs> cricket or die, child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's good stuff. So. We're coming up. It, there was just a kind of a, a spe, like a holiday in in India. What was that that just happened, Manny Joe? No, the Shera. The Shera. Yeah. So over the weekend, you and your family and Joe went to a Hindu temple here. No, that was you know like Navratri. Navratri. So we oh, see, attended a Garba. Uh, you know, it dance. was you know like a Garba a yeah, dance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That they had this uh, in uh, so Franklin. Something totally yeah. different. Yeah. Okay. That's totally different. Yeah, but you know, once Navratri gets over, you have the Shera. This is now, you know, like the festival season. Okay. Every few weeks, you There's know, new, there will be a festival. Holiday. Yeah, leading up to yeah. Diwali, right? Yeah. Yeah, leading up to Diwali. So so we're not going to ask you what your business, favorite but it's good good to meet families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not good for the business. Everybody's taken off and like the other day I came in on Tuesday this week and the staff's like well, we're kind of just sitting around. We want to talk to the team, but everybody in the in in uh, Hyderabad and uh, in Noida, they're all gone. They're all <laughs> off for today. I'm like, okay, who yeah. authorized that? But um, so we won't we won't ask about U.S. holidays. What's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, in India holiday? Oh, there's this festival that's celebrated in the north. Uh, th- this festival is called Lodi, and uh, there you you get to fly kites, <laughs> and the I mean, it's not just the kite flying experience that I like, but the whole city sort of comes together to celebrate mm. that festival. And I really like the, you know, the liveliness of that festival, even more than Diwali. Uh, so yeah, that's my favorite holiday. So what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the history or the purpose of this festival? It's I think a, it's a harvest, religious right? thing. Harvest, mm-hmm. celebrate the harvest or? Celebrate the harvest. You know, there is a religious story also behind that. Mm. I mean, I don't know much about even I, mean, I don't I know the story behind behind Dori, honestly. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, mainly uh, one of the reasons is the harvest. You know, during that time, you know, like the uh, farmers celebrate their harvest. 
sitting around fire you know like dancing and singing you know okay cool but well, there is a religious uh, re- reason also for that yeah so you got so we're we're coming up on uh we're in the middle of the week we're coming up on the weekend here uh Rahul, what do you got to, what do you got going on this weekend you got anything fun to do or are you just going to work the whole weekend <laughs> <laughs> i mean when the money's good why why not work right when the money's good why not work what what do you you got something fun planned or no, I mean, for for me, when I when I left the job, uh, for me the the core motivation was not money; it was problem yeah. solving. So I just yeah. love doing that. Me too. So I, yeah. it doesn't feel like I'm working, honestly. But th- this weekend, comparatively, I'm uh, I'm available. So if you want to catch up, uh, we can we can catch up in Bangalore for sure. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, all right. So no no like uh, not married yet, no kiddos. It's just you, bachelor. Oh no, I have a wife, but I. Don't oh, you're kids. married. How long have you been yeah. married? been two years now two years no kids yet no kids come on man you got to make those parents grandparents i know they're talking to you about it <laughs> no, i, tell I know they're like rahul already, rahul where are my grandbabies where are they <laughs> i know they're bugging you i know i don't i don't know manny's mom i know joe's mom her name is rosie and she keeps me well fed she's always asking about the kiddos so i know i know they're asking you about grandbabies every indian mom will keep you well fed <laughs> we, are, we are known for that. Every Indian hey, Rahul, Yeah. We still have to, you know, like maintain our, you know, like popular, uh, you know, Population number one position growth. in the world. Yeah, yeah. We have to cross one point five billion. So contribute, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry, sir. What's your wife's name? Neha. 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 We have we've had Nehas in the company. Yeah. Beautiful name. Well, I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's wonderful um tell her we all said say hi and she's got a good guy it sounds like with her too so we're we're bumping up right against an hour here but um so we don't want to take all your time we would if we could um hopefully we've made a new friend today i feel like we have um amazing story i can't wait to for our um for our audience to hear from you um any any kind of parting words of wisdom for from you rahul for us uh as we're you know growing our business as well no parting words of wisdom. I don't know if I have if I've had if I have enough wisdom, but this is this is what I tell everybody that I meet who's starting up. I just tell them just go for it. Don't think about it. Don't chase perfection. Go yeah. for it right now. Now is the time. <laughs>